Welcome to the King's Cast. Dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Good morning. No pressure. The, um, <laughs> the bar has been set. But good morning. And thank you for being here this morning. If we can bow our heads to pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are here. And we thank you for your word. And Father, I pray that as you are speaking to us this morning, that you multiply your word. That you send it to each and every heart, Lord. That wants to receive from you. And that, Lord, whatever we hear today, we change our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's an honor to stand before you to share the word of God this morning. Amen. amen. So I, I do like to say amen. Amen. So do forgive me, but I do like to say that. And I've got the mic so I can say it. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I want to share with you from the book of Judges. If we can open our Bibles to the book of Judges, chapter 18. That's Judges, chapter 18. I think it's just after Joshua. You can use the contents page. It's okay. So I'm going to read from verse 1. I'm going to skip a few verses because it's a very long story. So I'm going to read verse 1, 2. 7, 27, and 28. So the book of Judges 18, verse 1 and 2, verse 7, 27, and 28. Are we there? So the Bible says this. In those days there was no king in Israel. In those days the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their course, men of valor from Zorah and from Eshtol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said unto them, Go, search the land. Who, when they came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. Verse 7. Then the five men departed and came to Laish. And so the people that were therein, how they dwelt careless, after the manner of the Zidonines, quiet and secure. And there was no much street in the land that might put them to shame in anything. And they were far from Zidonines. And had no business with any man. 27. And they took the things which Micah had made, and the priests which he had, and came to life, unto a people that were quiet and secure. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and burned the city with fire. And there was no deliverer, because it was far from Zidon, and they had no business with any man. And it was in the valley that lieth by Beth 
Bethlehem hope. And they built a city and dwelt therein. Amen. Amen. And so you might have heard some thou there is King James Version, I think, this one. So this story here is about a town, if you like, or a people who decides to live in a town. And they're the people of Laish. They decide they want a quiet life. They want a life that's secure. They want a life that's away from everyone because everyone is a little bit annoying. So they settle away from everyone else and build their own town. A town which is rich. They were self-sufficient. They had everything that they wanted. Amen. And so the Bible say they were so careless in their living. They just enjoy their wealth in where they are, they are living. They don't care about whatever will happen to them. They're just enjoying the moment. They are secure in whatever they've built and whatever wealth they've got. They are at peace. They don't care about anyone else or whoever, and no one cares about them. But the Bible says what happens, there's a tribe called the Danites. They are one of the 12 tribes of Judah. So the Bible says at this point in time, there's no law. Or there's no king in Israel. They've got no one ruling Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. But they've settled where they should have settled. We know their journey that they traveled from Egypt to a promised land. Now they've arrived there, but they have to divide land. But it so happens that as they do that, one of the tribe, the tribe of Dan, they were a little bit slow to find where to settle. So they realized, oops, we need somewhere to settle. And so they sent five men or spies, if you like, and said, go find somewhere for us to settle. These five men, they're just looking for any land, looking for anywhere to stay. Lo and behold, they stumble upon this city of Laish. This city with the people at peace. This city with the people so secure. This city with the people living in wealth. But also, this city with the people living carelessly. So the five spies notice this land. They go back to their other tribesmen and say, you know what? We found where we can. They were very confident. We can take that land. Why? Because they are living carelessly. They've got everything else going. But we are confident we can defeat them. We can just take it easy. So they agree as a tribe and say, let's go. They went. They took over the city of life. In fact, they destroyed everything, bent everything down. There was no more city of life. They named the city of Dan. 
that's the story this morning I would like to share with you. And so in our life sometimes, we are living a life. We are walking in this life. We want peace and quiet. We want security. We get up every morning to go to work. Hoping one day I'll make it. I'll have enough money to be so secure. Or just to get by. We pursue so many things just for the sake of peace. Or sometimes we cut some people off. I can't be dealing with them. I just want peace for me. I want to live for me. I just want some quiet. So my friends, as we walk, just like the people of life, Sometimes you find suddenly life throws something at you. As you're walking in your peace and quiet and the security you've built for yourself, suddenly life throws whatever it throws at you. And so, like the people of Leish, they realize when the Danites attack. That their security was really built on false security. For a time, it was okay. It's for a while, it seemed they're enjoying life carelessly, freely, with peace. But until the Danite struck, they realized, oh my Lord, wow, we've got no one to defend us. We had left our borders open. We had not guarded our borders. They realized it was all a little bit false, whatever they built on. So the title of my message this morning is A Sense of False Security. A Sense of False Security. Are we walking on a sense of false security as we do life? And so I thought from this passage you've read this morning, from these people of life, there's a few things we can learn together as we do life together. A few points we can learn from that we can encourage one another. Amen. And so the first point is this. We need to stay alert. We need to stay alert. Verse 7 says, Then the five men departed and came to Lash. And so the people that they were in, they're in, how they dwelt careless. They were careless. In fact, They were not giving sufficient attention or thought to any harm or error. They are just living the way 
they like anyone just lives the way they like they don't care or maybe they forgot that they've got enemies so they're just living until the day the danite struck they realized oh we were not alert our borders had been open or they'd underestimated the power of their enemies so in our lives sometimes we we forget it's good to live in peace it's good to live securely but first peter 5 verse 8 says this be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings so peter is the man who knows the works of the devil he remembers some at some point if you know the story of peter when he was confronted by this girl jesus is about to die and she comes and say you were one of his he says no she asked him second time he says no third time no he's a man who knows that in your moment of slumber in your moment of not being alert the devil who seek you out he knows so he's a very good candidate who can warn us of this that he he is roaring like a roaring lion he's just seeking someone to devour he's not seeking someone to have a conversation with not someone to just caress not just someone to to look at but to devour to finish off with somebody once he gets his chance he devours and so sometimes it could be we forget that we've got an enemy we do peter wants us we do the enemy of god the devil hates everything that god's and so is at war with everything that of god and so as children of god we need to be aware and to be alert that as we live our lives let's be aware let's be alert in our moments of pain our moments of when we feel we are down the devil likes to pounce on us moments of loneliness times where we've cut ourselves from others the devil likes to attack so let's stay alert my brothers and sisters goes on to say resist him standing faith standing firm in the faith what do we do to stay alert stand firm in the faith 
that if he speaks to you to, to your mind, you say, no, what God says is true. The word of God is true. Whatever seduction, whatever lies he can speak to your life, the word of God is true. So we stand in faith. Resist him. Be alert. And some of us, this morning we might find ourselves we are, we have not been alert enough probably. We are going through paying the price what just happened. Things have just happened. We are embarrassed. We are in shame. And the devil keeps telling you, you shouldn't have done that. So we are in shame. But you know what? Jesus came to die for us. To give us chance after chance. Chance after chance. So we can stand up and go back to him. And to be restored again. It's not done. It's not finished. You are not done. You are not finished. You are on a journey. I remember my growing up, my mother lost a son. I lost a brother, of course. My mother, uh, the day of the funeral, so in our culture, the day before the burial, you, the, um, the dead body stays in the home for the whole day. And if it's a young person or the mother has got to sit with the coffin of the child, and people just come into this house and pay their condolences and sit with her, cry with her for the whole day. And I remember this particular day. I remember it for this. The same day that my mother had lost the son, she was sitting with this coffin she says, people are coming in and she's crying. And my father decided it's the same day he would bring a woman who has to be second wife. And then what happens is as we're playing outside, but my father came and he was coming from the city. We could hear his car. But imagine this, my mom is in this house. She hears the car. There's so many people around. She, I think she noticed. He's got someone. Someone in his company. She jumped from where she was sitting. That's out through the door straight to where my father was with this lady. Before everyone knows that they are, what's just happened, what's happening, what's happening. And people had to rush to just stop whatever was about to happen, to stop it. But my mother was one of the quietest women I have ever met. Very meek. I'd never had a quarrel with anyone. I'd never heard her say a bad thing about anyone. But this particular day, 
he was surprised. I thought, is that my mother? And as you jumped to launch, this other lady noticed what's happening. It was very clear to her that she's not wanted. My mother had spotted her. She had to give a clear message. You cannot stay here. You cannot come here. You cannot come to take what's mine. And you've done it on a bad day because you thought I was down. But I've noticed you. You do not stay here. And truly, the lady had to be taken away. She went. What's the moral of the story? Do not jump on people you don't like. (laughs) Do not. It was my mother's lowest point in her life. She had lost a child. She was very alert. She was very aware of her surroundings. She was very alert in as much as she was down. She knew the enemy could not take advantage of a situation. And some of us this morning, the enemy has taken advantage of our moments of being low. Moments where we can't do much moments when life is thrown so much at us. We've put our guard down. And the enemy has taken advantage. So my friends, stay alert. In every moment of your lives, stay alert. The tribe of Dan was not looking for a specific seat. They didn't go saying we're just going to the city of Laish. They didn't even know it existed. They're just looking for any place to live. They just stumbled on this weak city. Stumbled on this city, people living carelessly. And so the devil does not just come target. He's just looking for anyone, anyone to devour anyone. Let's stay alert. The second point is this. Stay connected. Let's stay connected. Let's stay connected to the body of Christ. To the body of Christ. In verse 28, he says, There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. They had no business with anyone else. They lived far from anyone else. When the attack happened on their city, no one could help them. No one could come to their rescue. They would cut themselves off. And so sometimes what happens in our lives as we journey through life, pride can tell us that we are self-sufficient. 
We don't need anyone else. We are all together lovely. Which is true. (laughs) On our own. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 2, 12, 27. First Corinthians 12, 27 says this. Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is part of it. So if you read the book, the book of Corinthians, Paul talks about how different body parts contribute to this body. That without all the body parts, the body suffers. So we are part of a body of Christ. What does that mean? We are needed in the body of Christ. You are important in the body of Christ. Someone can tell you something else. You can tell yourself something else, but you are needed in the body of Christ. The Bible commands us, it commands us to do this. Do not give up gathering together. You are part of the body of Christ. We are. We need one another. We need one another. We need one another to share our gifts. If you are going through moments in your life you don't understand, there are people who are gifted differently. And they can help you walk that walk. We need one another to share our testimonies. First Peter 5, 9, we just read, says this. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. That you know that this, in the same family of believers, some are going through the same things that you're going through. But how do you know that others are going through the same? He's through talking to them. You never know. You never hear anyone's testimony. If you don't, come to them and speak about it. So we need one another. We need one another. And we need to understand that when pride tells us that we don't need it, these church people are are boring. You are a church person too. (laughs) You have come to know Christ. So we are in it, in the boring, together. So if we are to make it exciting, you need to be part of that excitement. Because we are part of the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. We need to stay connected to God. The Bible says in verse 7, And there was no magistrate in the land. That might put them to shame in anything. There's no magistrate. There wasn't much, any courts in this town of Laish. They decided each person can do what they want for themselves. Live as you f- see fit. But if I ask any one of you today and say, who wants to live in a land with no laws? I don't think I'll get many people. Because if we don't have the courts, we don't have the laws, it's chaotic. We could go around stabbing one another. No one is, 
accountable to anyone and that's life. But this town of lies, they decided we don't want any magistrate. We don't want anyone to put us to shame when anything we do wrong. What's the point in that? And so I wonder if we look close to home and in our lives as well. That sometimes the reasons we catch off ourselves, even from God or from other people, is because we don't want to be accountable. We don't want anyone to pick on what we do. Because we just want to do what we want. Fair enough, God has given us a choice. We can choose how to live. But Genesis 1 verse 1 said, God made heaven and... We know that and it's the truth. Every man born has been born into a world. I'm yet to meet a man who say, I was born when the world was not in form. I, I haven't met anyone who says that. We were all born into a world, a world already formed by God. And in this world he formed, God's desire is that we live by God's laws. But somehow, because we are clever as human beings, we've got so many laws around us, which is brilliant. We've got to upkeep with the law of the land. We need that. But as you look around, there's so many laws, there's so many theories. There's, you can live by that. You can do that. You can do what you want. It seems we are making our own little worlds within this world that God has created. I can live by my own rules because I just don't like yours. Fair enough. But what we forget is that we live in a world created by God. And the God who created this world has got rules and laws that we ought to live by. And when we start living by the laws of God, we get connected to the God who created us. The God who created the world. Who knows the world better? Who knows us better? And so we wonder how, how, how can I live by God's laws? How do I do it? It's all here. It's all here. We read our Bible. We pray to him. We connect to God. Let God be the foundation on which we lay our lives. We need God. You see, things happen in life. We, the people of life, they didn't expect that one day they wake up and they are being attacked. Their city is in danger. All it takes is one thing in your life and you are shaken. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. But you know, if you are connected to God, when he abides in us, he says, abide in me and I abide in you. When we are connected to God, things can happen. 
But when we are standing on the rock of salvation, when we are standing on God, it's easier. You will look after us. You will protect us. You will protect us. Let's stay connected to God. Read our Bibles. Amen. Amen. The third and last point. Let's stay secure in Christ. We need to stand secure. Verse 7 of Judges 18 says this. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people that were there and how they dwelt carelessly after the manner of the Zadonians, quiet and secure. They lived securely. They thought in their land everything that's there. They found security in it. The wealth that they had in their town made them feel secure. The peace that they'd created for themselves made them feel secure. It only took the attack from Danites for them to realize that they'd based their security on false hope. It wasn't to last. And so sometimes in life, I pose this question to us. Where do we find our security? Are we secure in the things that we build for ourselves? Are we secure in our education that I've started so far, I've done so much research in my life, you don't understand. I am the clever Clocks of them all, and in such we find our security. Do we find security in the wealth that we create for ourselves? Because as you look at the trend of the world, it's the wealthiest people, it's always the rich 50, the how many millions so and so are making. And it looks that's that's it. You just have got to be a millionaire. For you to be secure. But if that was the the case, then every millionaire would be so happy. But once they reach the million, they want a billion. Because it can never satisfy. Do we find peace? Or do you find security in the peace that we create for for ourselves? Which probably later on we find we've been isolating ourselves for a very long time. Where do we find our security? It's a question we can answer honestly to our own selves. Do we find security in our relationships? 
that when we look at our spouses, our children, they've got to fulfill what God should fulfill in our lives. And so the expectation on other people is so high that when they let us down, we, we are gone. Where do we find our security, my friends? Are we building our own little worlds where we feel this is where it makes me happy and I'm secure in it? Jeremiah 2.13 says this. My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So God is speaking about his people that they've forsaken me. I should be their source of everything, but what they've decided to do is to build their own sources of living water, though what they've built is broken in the eyes of God. But in our eyes, it might seem for a little while that what we are building for ourselves is secure. But God is saying, whatever it is you're building for yourself, without him, is broken. It's leaking. Let's find our security in God. Let's find our security in God. Those of us who are drifting, who are isolating themselves, let's come back again to the Father. Let's come back again to be connected to the Father. Because in Him, there is security. In Him, you find your all. In him, you will find what you are yearning for. Let's come back. You see, we, the truth of the matter and of life is that we are all yearning for something. We are all thirsty. We have this thirst that needs quenching. Though you can't tell anyone, you are yearning for something. You are longing for something. Some, some of it is embarrassing to share with people. Yeah. But deep down in your hearts. We yearn. We long for our lives to have a meaning. Yeah. We search for purposes in which we can invest our lives. We look for love and intimacy. We pursue joy and happiness. We desire peace. We yearn for freedom. We are yearning. We are thirsty. And you know, God has created this vacuum in us because he only can fulfill it. He has created it for a purpose that when we yearn for something, when we long for something, when we are thirsty for something, we go back to the creator of us and say, fulfill me. Give me what I'm yearning for. Because he can. Because he can. He can quench your thirst. 
the burden we are placing on others that they cannot do, God can give you what you're yearning for. And so in conclusion and in closing, do not isolate yourselves. Let's stay alert. Unlike the city of Laish, my friends, we need to stay connected. Connect with the brethren. Connect with God. We need one another. I need you and I want to think you need me too. We need one another. Let's find our security in Christ. Jesus is the living water. Jesus is our all in all. Life is so complicated that it had to take Jesus to die on the cross to pay for the price for our sins. He will fulfill whatever you are yearning for in this life. Let's build our life securely on him. Let's make him the foundation of our lives. And I'll leave you with this verse from 1 Timothy 6. If the team would come back. 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 8 is, says this. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. We brought nothing into this world and we live with nothing. We've heard Pastor Ralph passed away yesterday. The man himself said, I am fine. He's a man who knows he brought nothing and is leaving this world with nothing. But when he came to the world, he fought a good fight. When he goes to heaven, Jesus will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You fought a good walk. You walk a good walk. And so as we leave this morning, I leave this with you. We are in the world. But we have come to know Christ. We've come to know Jesus. And this Jesus has got laws and requirements that we live with. Let's try to live by the laws of God in solving conflict. What does He say? In our walk, what does Jesus say? when we leave this world we'll leave it proudly and say we brought nothing into it we take nothing from it but you know what we walked a good walk we fought a good fight and so we are happy that we'll meet him we are happy that what he's saying he's coming back again we get excited because you'll come back again and we'll meet him. If we can all stand. Thank you for listening. And we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. 
For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.